You're listening to Trending with Timory. So, what's trending? Solidarity HealthShare is simple to help pay for affordable, quality health care. They enable the community to share in each other's eligible medical expenses. You choose the doctor that you want to see. Even integrative and alternative medical treatments are eligible. Solidarity HealthShare helps pay for NAPRO technology and costs associated with natural family planning. Solidarity HealthShare is dedicated to both faith and your health care. Information is available at SolidarityHealthShare.org. You're listening to Trending with Timory. Thanks for joining me. Joining me shortly here will be Christina Pineda. She is a matchmaker for Matchmaker in the City. And in fact, she's a co-founder of this company. And it's fascinating to me because so many people are frustrated. They're frustrated by the difficulty of online dating, of dating via apps, It's frustrating. It's frustrating just to meet someone in person. So matchmakers in the city has been seen on areas such as CBS, Access Hollywood, Forbes, and many other media streams that really show that they have been effective, not just in the secular world, but also in Christian matchmaking. So I'm excited to bring to you Christina Pineda, who's also a practicing Catholic herself, to talk a little bit about our love lives here. Christina, thanks for joining me. Hi, Timory. How are you? I am good. It's a joy to have you on. And now, for those who don't really know what old school matchmaking is, can you tell us a little bit more about matchmakers in the city and what it is that you do? Of course. And actually, when I was thinking that you were going to ask this question, I started looking up matchmaking, even though I've been doing this for, we've had our company for almost nine years now, but I said, what is the traditional definition of matchmaking? And I looked, and there's so many different definitions. But for matchmakers in the city, it means to we introduce a man and a woman with similar values who are looking for love and a relationship that ultimately leads to marriage. That is what our matchmaking brand is. I love it. And, and so yeah, ultimately yeah. you're orienting toward marriage. Now this is interesting because I think a lot of people sometimes jump on dating apps and don't really have a goal in mind. That is very true. And that's what we say to people that, you know, when you're coming to us, that everyone is here for the right reasons as they say on the bachelor, <laughs> but it's actually true for us. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, I would have loved to get your thoughts on the last season of The Bachelor. Oh, gosh, my sister watches it. And so we sometimes will talk about it on our our, our YouTube channel and our podcast. But I don't I haven't watched it since I was younger because I've just been so just disillusioned by what goes on there, especially right. the women competing for the man is, I think, the worst part, kind of like what you were saying with cosmopolitan magazine women are in such competition from basically as soon as they can read a magazine they enter this world but other than but it is fascinating to see the different dynamics play out 
And yes, as you're saying with with matchmaking, you know, we know everyone's intentions. We get to know everyone personally. And that is so important because you could spend, if you're just dating from an app or even dating in person, it's very awkward to ask those questions in the beginning of a relationship. Meaning, what are you looking for? Are you, do you want to have children? Those are things that we ask from the first interview. That's why when anyone, ever anyone meets a person through us, they know that they're on the same page in terms of wanting to get married, wanting to have children, if religion is important to them. And I know we'll talk a little bit about that later, but, and also everyone has to be in a stable, successful financial place when they're working with us. It has to be, they have to be ready in every area of their life to, to just take on the responsibilities of being a good husband or a good wife. There's that phrase that we often hear anymore of, you know, you want to be marriageable and this is what women are looking for and vice versa. But especially, you know, it's, a, I think, a burden that is placed more so on men that unfortunately like men, I feel like they're just not always taking seriously. So I want to talk with you about kind of some of the first steps in starting mm. to go through the matchmaking process, but also like becoming that person that you would want to date yourself. So tell me, what is the first step that you go through when you start to work with someone? Yes, perfect. The first step is that one of our matchmakers meets one-on-one with the person to discern if they want more of a passive experience in our database or a priority membership where they are actively meeting a certain amount of men or women per per year for that given year. And then after they decide that from the initial interview, we do one of we will do an in-depth interview and personality assessment to get to know who the person is. Just and it's so different to do this in person with someone or with right now we've been doing a lot of of Zooms. But <laughs> normally we're in person and you can actually just read them on a different level than just getting someone's profile filled out. There's so many things that as matchmakers we have learned and we can learn about people through that personal touch. And then as soon as we do that, we create the hypothetical perfect person for them, which means we, we, ask ourselves, who is the ideal person? Everyone's so unique. Who would be the ideal match for this person? And that when we define what that is, it makes it easier for us to figure out who their best matches would be. And then we get as close to the ideal as possible without having a machine where we're cranking out Frankenstein's. You know, it's interesting because you and I were talking a couple weeks ago and you were talking about one of those first steps that you start to go through is to talk about certain attractive qualities that need to be refined in the person that's needing to be matched. Now, I'm horrible and shallow, so I'm like thinking, oh, like you need to comb your hair and things like that. And (laughs) I was really, really um, taken aback by one of the comments you made, and I'd love to get into one of them. But you talked about addressing the competitive nature of this generation and how it's getting in the way of finding someone to date and marry one day. Can you speak a little bit more to that? Yeah, that's so true. I know we were discussing how 
from a very early age. Both men and women are groomed for the needing to be the best or be, and and there's nothing wrong with wanting to succeed in the things that you undertake, but it's another level when it comes to this perfectionist type of standard where you have to get the best job, go to the best school, get the best grades. And there's so much pressure on our generations or recent generations to to achieve and make the most money at all of that. And it definitely has a negative effect in the dating world because when people are spending all of that time and energy on being perfect in the workforce and producing, they neglect the other elements of life that the Lord wants us to have and especially those elements that are not as productive, meaning more the love elements, the elements where we can relationally be successful with other people in, in, in dating and courtship, femininity. What is femininity? What is masculinity? How does that impact who I am and how I'm dating? Those are all things that, it, that we've seen in our culture have been under attack with, you know, with, there's toxic masculinity, there's toxic femininity. Everyone has different ideas of what those mean, but it's, it does have an, an impact on dating, the dating world. So that's why when people come to us, we definitely, when you have the whole girl boss type, sometimes we work with girl bosses or just even <laughs> men who are rocking their careers. There's no, I guess maybe the alpha male they'll say. And there are things that we work on with our members to help them get them ready to be a loving partner and a loving husband or wife. And those are, I think, those qualities that you were saying need to be refined. And I think one of them, what you mentioned was you were surprised because we, you initially thought I was going to start talking about physical things, but I went into the internal qualities and that are important that for people to cultivate, because if you're all focused on that competitive nature, those, a lot of times people aren't spending time on their spiritual lives. And as we mentioned, the, the relationship with the Lord, that spiritual element and your dating life are tangential. They work together. They are, you cannot separate them. So if you want to find, I say this to, to all single people out there, if you want to find your, your match, your relationship with the Lord is, and romance with the Lord is the most important thing to focus on. And those, that's why it's getting ready for your future husband. The refining has two elements. It has the internal, it has a physical and physical portions, but it's that internal part is hugely important since the perfect person who's going to fulfill all your dreams like we think we're a lot of times groomed for in the movies and all the women want their, their Noah from the notebook 
and all the men want the latest Instagram model. <laughs> this is the common no cultural pressure. thing. <laughs> exactly. And it's so but, fascinating that this competitive nature is so common and yet like at the heart of it is pride, yet it's fed by the movie culture and pop culture that we're exposed to. Now, Christina, mm. if you're just joining us, that's Christina Pineda. She works as the co-founder and one of the matchmakers for Matchmakers in the City. Now, Christina, here's another question I have. You talk about kind of starting to refine those attractive qualities as the first step with your clients. Here's my question. You've also mentioned how body language is a huge thing to talk about. Give us some tips for kind of addressing body language and what it's doing to possible people we could date. Yes. Oh, I'm so happy you brought that up because that I consider as part of the physical component of getting ready to meet your future husband or wife. And a lot of times people are using actions that are repelling rather than attracting your future spouse. This, these qualities are usually the ones that are prized in the workplace. And because a lot of times, as you were talking about before, we, we went on that, that women have been trained to be like men. So obviously that has a negative impact in dating. And part of what, so we work with a celebrity body language expert. His name is Mark Edgar Stevens, and he works with a lot of our priority members to a lot of times That's for so the cool. women. Yeah, I know. He's, and I thought, oh, sometimes people will think, oh, it's body language. I know how to do that. But we, he has, he's, we've gotten so much feedback from the past. We've worked with him the whole time we've had our company basically. Yeah. So give us an example. Okay. So for instance, for women, it would be more of a softening, um, for them. So turning her head to the, um, to the left and kind of playing with her hair a little bit. That's a softening way for women to flirt, (laughs) (laughs) right? Right. But in, not in a way of, of being overly over, overly overkill with it or self objectifying as well. Yes. Yes, exactly. And also he talks about, and we, we say that just giving that person, making that person feel like they're the only person in the world. You hear this from, I think Mother Teresa would, would do this, that Pope Francis would do this. All these people, these wonderful saints and, and special figures, public figures, make people feel like the only person in the world. And when you're dating, you want a spotlight. And that's what yeah. spotlighting does. And some people might think that this is silly to talk about body language and to tell women to be more feminine and soft. We're not telling you to be, you know, a pushover. We're not telling you to objectify yourselves. What we are saying is that we live in a culture that is intense and encourages women to be men. And so we need to push back against this because sometimes it impacts how we date other people. We'll be right back here on Trending with Kim Ray. We're talking about what you're thinking about. You're listening to Trending with Timory on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Christina Pineda is a matchmaker for Matchmakers in the City. You can find the matchmakersinthecity.com. And we're going to be talking about that number one problem 
with dating. And I'd be interested to hear what that has been for you. We'll talk about what Christina sees that with her clients as she works with them. If you'd like to weigh in on the conversation, have a question for Christina even, give us a call at 1-888-914-9149. Again, that's 1-888-914-9149. We're going to go ahead and dive into this question here, Christina. Tell us what you see as that number one problem with dating that's kind of just getting in the way for people. Yes. The biggest problem with dating today that I see is people treating it as a job and expecting instant gratification. This is also known as the build your own husband or wife mentality. Although I was mentioning before that we do at Matchmakers in the City create, want to think of the ideal person for someone, it doesn't mean that you can order that person. And this this expectation causes a lot of stress for people and also makes dating riddled with anxiety that does not need to be there. And it feels like it can feel like work if someone's just going on, going on their dates, doing their app thing and just going on, going on, checking off the boxes, asking certain questions. And unless someone gets it perfectly, they're not going to see the person again. It's that is not what the Lord intends dating to be. And we have a way of get of not doing that and of going dating with the Holy Spirit that we'll talk about a little bit later. But I would say that's probably the top the top problem with dating. And then also something that we were alluding to before in the show is that people not thinking that they have to make any changes. They have to, they are who they are. And if you don't like the way that they don't wear makeup for a woman or they don't do their hair or they, the guy just throws on whatever he wants, there's a way of dating to attract rather than repel people. And that's where we, why we work with our celebrity stylists and we have our stylist guide. Those are the physical things, Timory, that you were initially thinking of. So I don't want you to think that you were so superficial because those things are really important. And I don't mean, and sometimes this is, it can be triggering for a lot of people to say that some women don't want to wear heels. Some women don't want to do their hair. And that is a huge impediment to attracting a man who you want to be with. So those, I would say the number one was what I mentioned before. That is the second, the second issue here is the physical appearance. Now tell me, do you find that people, when they've gotten to the point where they're coming to you as a matchmaker, are they willing to listen and be open to these elements or is there still a lot of resistance? Because I feel like, you know, if I'm talking to a friend and they're single and maybe there's something I know that's kind of just like sticking out, like right in my face that you kind of have that question, like, do I need to say something to this friend? Because the question is, how will they respond? So even in the context of matchmaking, when they're seeking out this advice, how is the response from the client? 
Yes, that is a great, great question. And as a matchmaker, people are paying us to tell them these things. So it's different than a friend. I feel your pain though. That's, that's difficult. <laughs> if you are, if something is glaring in your mind and I wish they would just do this one thing. <laughs> but as matchmakers, people are paying for our advice and we've been doing it long enough that they really trust us. They, a lot of people come to us with open hearts and with the desire to, yes, I want this. It's clearly not worked out. And it's not that they're not desirable people. The people we work with are usually just successful, attractive. They have it all going for them. But that's why it's not just those elements. It's another element that they're, they seek for. And that's part of what we can offer them because we, this is our job. Our job is to help people find each other and, and get married. So they, they do trust us. And a lot of times they do come with open hearts. Sometimes there's some kicking and screaming that goes along, along the ride. That's normal. <laughs> but often they are, they know that they, they're here, they're, they're here for a reason and they want to, they want to put what we, what we've learned into practice in their own lives so they can achieve the results that they're looking for. That's Christina Pineda here on Trending with Tim Ray. She's from Matchmakers in the City, a real life matchmaker. And I keep laughing at myself as I say that, but I feel like it's <laughs> such a foreign concept to us, Christina. And here's what's interesting. I feel like more people will be willing to use Bumble, to use whatever dating app or online platform they have kind of that has piqued their interest. Yet, at the same time, I know a lot of people who feel like to even go to the point of utilizing one of these programs, especially people of faith, they kind of start to feel like, well, maybe this is a problem that I'm not just, tr I'm just not trusting that God has a plan for me. I'm not trusting that God's going to put that person in my life. And I always like to talk about all of these different platforms as they're not online dating. They're not, you know, dating apps. They're online introductions. There's a way, this is a new way to be introduced to people in a time when a lot of people are looking for new ways to be introduced to a larger network. Because a lot of people say like, I just don't see the people in my area and my surrounding as potential marriageable material. So tell me how you see, especially working both with both a secular and people of faith, a Christian mm -hmm. and others, how do you see the role of the Holy Spirit involved in, in this entire situation? Okay, great. There's, I think this is a two pronged question to Tamarine. There's a lot there. And I think for the first part that you were saying, a lot of times people come to us because they're fed up with doing online or app dating, or maybe they don't haven't even tried it because it just scares them. There's been, some people have had great success stories from it, but there is the whole catfish thing that goes on and it's, it can be problematic. You don't really know what you're getting on the other side. You don't know the intentions. And that's what we talked about initially, but they'll come to us because they, they're looking for that special, that's really special person. And as matchmakers, we're gifted. We, it's a gift from the Holy spirit. <laughs> not, I don't know. I don't think it's included in St. Paul's letter, <laughs> but <laughs> matchmaking is definitely a gift. And we, help. We have this. Sometimes I'll just be doing some mundane task. And this happens with our matchmakers are just very special people. 
they, this happens to them too. I'll be doing a mundane task and then think of a couple. And a lot of times that might be the marriage, the marriage match. It's this way of matchmaking has very old and deep roots. So from the Holy Spirit side on our end, we pray all the time for our members and we pray and they, they don't want that a lot of time run of the mill thing where they're just doing it themselves and they want that special spark Mm -hmm. that we, when we meet people, we have, I, I'm always thinking about who to match them with. That's just what we're gifted with. And with this Holy Spirit, okay. Yes. It's extremely personal. And then with Holy Spirit dating on their part, they also learn to give their love lives to God in the sense that I'm doing all I can. I'm making my love life a priority. I'm working with matchmakers in the city. I don't need to do online dating or apps and try to work it out on my own. I'm giving this to the Lord and he's going to put people in my path who I wouldn't have never met if they didn't introduce me. And they've already background checked, social media checked, sex offender searched. This person's done intensive interviews. So there's already all of those layers of protection before they're even meeting someone and vetting before they're in. Vetting is a weird, is a strange word to use, but that's what we say. Well, you know what it reminds me of? I really encourage people who want to have children, people who want to get married, to talk about it. And not to necessarily obsess, but among their peer group, among their coworkers, among their family members. You know, mention, I would love to get married. I can't wait to have children one day. Because what happens is I feel like all of a sudden our sphere of people that we know begin to kind of buy into our mission of recognizing this is something this person wants. And our friends and loved ones know us so well. They can be some of the greatest people who can intervene with the Holy Spirit working as well, you know, if they're not working with a matchmaker group and so forth, this is, I think, a way for people to help project out there. This is what I want. This is what I'm looking for so that other people can do the work and search as well. And sometimes I think they're the best vetters, just like you guys are going through and vetting all this information. They too can be a line of defense there. Definitely. And I encourage our members to do the, this goes into the, some of the internal qualities, the refining part to do a seeing with the eyes of the heart exercise. And you can think about those people in your life who you admire. If you're a woman, I, I recommend to think of the men in your life who you admire. Maybe it's your dad. Maybe it's your priest. I don't know who you're going to see to who you're going to say. So you may be, I think it's really good. That's really good advice. Timory, you want to put it out to everyone that you are single. You are, you are looking for, you don't have to tell them in those words, but that you do want to get married and they can pray for you. But then also yeah. thinking of them in those terms of writing down five men or women who you admire in your life and then five internal qualities for each of them that that you want would want in your future husband. So that's the seeing with the eyes of the heart exercise. And it's taking that and you're going to start seeing people in your daily life in a way that you never thought before. And maybe, mm-hmm. oh, wow, that man would be, I, this is one of my friends from church. I see him every weekend. I didn't realize what a great father and husband he would be. These things start opening your eyes to the the qualities that we're seeing with God's eyes, not just our own, which often we get distracted by the bells and whistles and the 
all of the physical things. That's a really great example to help us open our eyes. So look to, you know, you said make a list of five people who we might see, you know, are interesting, we admire, respect, and then five qualities that we want to see. And I think this is a really great point because a lot of people have a hard time um, being open to the people that are around them because they maybe haven't identified, well, what is the ideal or the role model in my eyes? Okay, I've got one more question for you, Christina. And mm. this is a funny question, but we've got to ask it. Have you ever had a helicopter parent hire you for your services <laughs> yes actually <laughs> that happens quite frequently Timory. okay so what happens <laughs> this is an arranged marriage this is no longer matchmaking <laughs> I, I can hear all like the parents right now twiddling their thumbs thinking hmm <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I think it's more in the Jewish culture, it's more socially acceptable. For, we've had a lot of Jewish parents do that, but I think for Catholic and Protestant parents, they may not think to do that, but it's a great way. Instead of bothering your, keep on, continually nagging your child to get married and have grandkids, call us up, set up a membership for your child. <laughs> It's easier. But does it usually go over well for the child? (laughs) (laughs) Actually, it does. And it depends, obviously. If the child is, if the daughter or son is resistant to matchmaking, to to dating, doesn't really want this, it's not going to work. But (laughs) usually they want it. And if their parents willing to fund it, go for it. I I think it's a great way to, to get your child married. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and you know, I would just argue what better thing could we invest in and helping to invest in helping people who are trying to find someone to marry, who are just having a difficult time. And whether that's us kind of maybe just being a little more aware of those single friends and family members and, you know, pointing them in the direction of listening to the show or looking at some of these tips to help them through this dating process, you know, we can play that small role and encourage rather than kind of contribute to this negative attitude that I I get it, that a lot of single people are experiencing. So, Christina, it's been great to have you. You can check out Christina Pineda from Matchmakers in the City. We'll be right back here on Trending with Timory. You can listen to more of Trending with Timory via the Relevant Radio app or at relevantradio.com slash trending.